Hey everybody, welcome to the Back to School, the podcast where we're talking about self-elected in high school and whether it's good anymore or not. And I am the Steven Tyler impersonist, Andrew, and with me is... The dude that looks like a lady, Liza? Hmm. Oh. Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> uh, Liza, how are you doing? Uh, great. How great. are you doing? Uh, great. You've made yourself at home by not taking off your jacket while we're recording indoors. I like being cozy. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> uh, I'm actually going to leave mid-podcast. Oh, I'm that's why, yeah. Your, yeah, your shoes are on. Your car's still running. <laughs> I've got something, someone running the car. Yeah, yeah. I can just fly in it. Garbanzo is uh, at the wheel. He's your wheel man. Uh, so, Liza, we watched something that you loved mm-hmm. in your school days. That's right. A uh, little ditty... Called Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, have you heard of it? Uh, this is the first time I'd heard of it, really. Small, small like art theater. Is this type. the first Robin Williams joint that we've talked about? Hmm. I think it is. I can't think of another Robin Williams thing we've done. That's uh, surprising because I grew up with a lot of Robin Williams. Same. That's weird, what I was thinking. Yeah, as soon as like uh, I clicked it on on the screen, I was just like, I don't think we've done anything with Robin Williams, but like as. Somebody Definitely who, like, talked about him before. Yeah, but like I like Robin Williams a lot, and mm-hmm. I just was like, I don't think we've done anything with him in it. Well, here we go. Here we go. There's a first for all. Yes. So, Mrs. Doubtfire, mm-hmm. for anybody who's unfamiliar... 1993. ...with this absolutely touchstone movie. This, like, this is probably one of his most famous movies, Robin. I, I feel like that's his... Yes, I feel like he... Um, if people that watched uh, the, what is that called? The Birdcage. Birdcage. Um, I feel like that, because that's like late 70s, early 80s, yeah. I think. Um, so I, I feel like Mrs. Doubtfire is one of his like um, family mm-hmm. movies, yeah. you know? Because then he did like hook and uh aladdin aladdin and, jumanji yeah. um and all of those and i feel like maybe like the 90s or like that this the mrs doubtfire feels like his peak mm-hmm. like family comedy man yeah. type career era yeah. um but yes i i th- i feel like mrs doubtfire yeah. is quite famous yeah quite famous if you haven't seen it uh it is about a family who is uh, going through divorce. Mm-hmm. So well, uh, Robin Williams is married to Sally Fields. Yeah. And they've been together for 14 plus years. Yeah. And they have three adorable children. Um, Lydia, Lydia, Chris, mm-hmm. and Natty. Natty played by uh, Mara, Ma- Mara Wilson. Matilda herself. Matilda herself. Uh, terrific Twitter follow. She's really... Oh, really? Yeah, she's... Uh, oh, great. She's like super... Like, she's a... She's like politically active and like is like an uh, okay. interesting voice. She is, by the way, I found out this out today when I was looking at her wiki. Mm-hmm. She is the cousin of Ben Shapiro. Like, really? Yeah, like disgusting right wing, po- like podcaster her. Ben Shapiro. They she has like disavowed him and they do not like talk to each other. But yeah, they are technically cousins. I would not want to fuck around with Matilda. That's for no, sure. No, no. <laughs> um. Yeah. So they are. So the the kind of like. The main thing of why the relationship is not working anymore for the parents is that the mom is uh, like works a lot. She's mm-hmm. like the main breadwinner and is frustrated with living with a person that's like 
not keeping a job and is very like yeah i have no um, idea what that's like <laughs> um he, he robin williams portrays this character of like very um like impulsive type person mm-hmm. and not very organized and like not like quote unquote responsible mm-hmm. um as a parent um versus like sally field is the like hard-ass mom who's like doing everything and like frustrated all the time and like is the mean parent quote she's unquote. frustrated because he gets to be the fun parent even yeah. though she's the one who's doing the work to keep the family fed and housed Safe and all, yeah. And, yeah exactly again have no idea what that's like <laughs> And, uh, and then of course the, like Rob, I think probably the main reason why Robin Williams got cast for this movie slash probably the movie was written for him is because he plays a voice actor or an Mm -hmm. actor in general who mainly does voice acting, um, and, but has like (laughs) strong values and opinions. So he will like not take a job or finish a job. And get fired from a job because he won't, like, do a voice of a cartoon. It's, like, 1993. So, like, every... There's restaurants are smoker, non-smoker. Like, there's I mean, it smokers was, all over screen. Yeah, I will, and then he, like, I will say, in that scene, the cartoon is egregious in that, like, it's a bird and a cat. Like, it's a, you know, like, basically like a Tom and Jerry except a bird instead of a mouse. Yeah. And the cat has caught the bird and is going to, like, cook it and, like, gives it, like, a you know, like, the sort of thing where, like... They, like, when you see, a, like, a cartoon or in a movie, like, people going to, like, a firing squad, they mm-hmm. always put a cigarette in their mouth. Yeah, yeah. And so they put, the bird gets a cigarette, but instead of just, like, you know, being scared, the bird just, like, ooh, and, like, <laughs> loves the cigarette. And it's just, like, this is stupid for a kid's cartoon. Like, this would never, <laughs> like, let alone, like, get past the fact that, like, Robin Williams is the only person who seems to be taking a stand against yeah. this. It would never make air. So, like, the fact that, like, they animated that is insanity. Well, I think the, it, it would have made air a while ago. Not, I not now. I don't think it would have made air in the 90s. I don't think they would have dared to, like, I think, like, even... Because who, like, who uh, theoretically, who's going to air that cartoon? Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network, PBS, mm-hmm. something like that. No station is going to be like, yes, <laughs> let's show in this kid's cartoon... This bird just like deeply enjoying a cigarette for like five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I just think it's funny that he is an actor who is not like a famous actor. So theoretically, he's like, like getting a gig is mm-hmm. like a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then just quits mid <laughs> mid record because he doesn't want to like do this one scene is interesting well they they i mean they they touch on it a bit in the in the movie that he is a person who cares deeply about like what children take in in terms of like their entertainment like sure you know he makes like a big stink about this like really boring guy who's on tv later Mm -hmm. in the movie Mm -hmm. and so like it's clear that his passion is entertaining children right right uh, it is it is funny that there is a bridge too far for this character in this movie that and we'll get into it a little bit later that like there are some lines he will not cross. Yes. But also some lines that he's just like, oh, great. Who yeah. cares? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I yes. will ostensibly like move into and like ki- basically kidnap these children <laughs> under the guise of being a different person. But pitch cigarettes to kids isn't no big no-no. way. Jose. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so basically you, the movie, uh, kind of follows the, like, uh, 
I don't know what do you call that. It's like the drama of him trying to like see the children, but he doesn't get to see them as like himself because of custody reasons. They like they only allow him to see them on Saturdays, and so he like el- makes this elaborate thing of being hired from the mom Sally Fields as the nanny. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he gets he enlists his own brother who works theoretically works for Hollywood or like theater or something because him and his partner have all this like equipment at their house yeah. to like make a prosthetic, a, a prosthetic like face and costume and wig like they have all of the equipment to make a character mm-hmm. come alive and and they make one there's a whole like uh, like uh, what do you call that montage of them trying different characters um, which is I think why they hired Robin Williams too, because he he's, was uh, known to, for, to do yeah, that. He's an impressionist, the, the, yeah. so like he's he does like Barbara Streisand. He does mm-hmm. a bunch of people as they're trying on masks. I would also like to point out, I don't think I've seen this movie since I was like a young adult, like mm-hmm. maybe like even pretty like maybe teens, like early teens. I haven't mm-hmm. seen this movie since then. I forgot that a solid thirty minutes of this movie is like the divorce. Because, like, so much of this movie, like, my memory of this movie is, you know, Robin Williams, you know, goofing around in makeup. Yeah. I did not realize how much of this movie is a family drama. Yeah, yeah. And, like, the first 30 minutes of the movie is, like, Robin Williams fucks up big by throwing a party for his kid when he's not supposed to. Mm -hmm. With animals. With animals. Yeah. And Sally Fields comes home and she's just like, this is too much. Like, Mm -hmm. you've gone over the line, blah, blah, blah. And they have this big fight. And then she drops the bomb that she wants a divorce mm-hmm. and they go through a divorce proceeding. There's a court case, all this mm-hmm. stuff. And it's just like, I, and I was just like, when are they going to get to Robin Williams in the fucking makeup? Cause it's just like, it's like it, they're fighting like in front of the kids, they're screaming yeah. at each other. And it's like, I just forgot that this is like a genuine drama at certain points because to oh, yeah. me, like I just remembered it as Robin Williams in the makeup Being dancing silly, around yeah. and goofing and, and all this stuff. And it's like, I forgot yeah, yeah. that this movie has like, a huge it's, it's quite sad actually yeah, a lot it of is. it is very sad yeah um yeah no i that's why i love this movie yeah actually there's a lot most of the family drama is very very relatable to mm-hmm. me um in my family dynamics yeah uh on some parts and not others uh and then also my mom looks like Sally Fields, so it's oh interesting <laughs> and also worked a lot and was like frustrated in angry all the time uh-huh so yeah in that way it was very relatable the fact that there's multiple siblings that have like a fair there's a fair like difference in age a little bit between mm-hmm. especially i had, didn't realize until this viewing that the boy is supposed to be 12 years old i'm yeah. like that boy is 25 but sure why not i don't you know i don't i, I would say i would give him like a 16 maybe not 12 maybe not 12 yeah i'd say 12 is stretching it but i didn't think he was t- quite 20 no but i was but, yeah. like he this boy is not 12 years yeah. old uh matthew lawrence by the mm-hmm. way plays chris he's yes. uh, one of the three lawrence brothers and he was jack in boy meets world right right and, right yeah. right uh the sister i don't know there's just all these like things that as a kid reminded me of my own family yeah um and then also i grew up watching a lot a lot a lot of robin williams so it was like yeah a done deal for my household yeah um he is very funny, even though when you like when I watching it today, uh, which I've watched it like a lot as mm-hmm. I grew up. So I pretty much 
knew know the movie by heart, at least like the story of it. Yeah. But like the things that are being said and the jokes that he's doing, mm-hmm. like the impressions, are so like written by adult men of the 90s or just robin or yeah but like four other adult men of the 90s like i'm like it's going over my head now and it was definitely going going over children's heads yeah in the 90s i mean like you can tell like there's a there's a scene where he's sitting in front of um like his his court appointed his case manager and he's just riffing. And, like, you could tell there's probably, like, three hours of footage of oh, this yeah. poor woman sitting in front of Robin Williams as he's just, like, doing impression after <laughs> impression after impression. And they they kind of super cut it. So, like, you can tell there's, like, obvious cuts. Mm-hmm. Like, it's they're not trying to, like, be, like, clever about it. But it's just, like, cut here, cut it's here, like cut here, cut here. It's like a montage of all the best bits. <laughs> and there are parts, like, you could see she's laughing. The camera's behind her head. Mm-hmm. So, like, you can kind of tell she's, like, there's parts where her head's just kind of moving in, like, a mm-hmm. laughter way. But you never see her face. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it's Robin going off. And, like, I don't know how much of it was, like, the director saying, okay, Robin, here, you're going to do this and you're going to do this. Yeah. And it's just instead, like, hey, Robin, you've got carte Have blanche. an hour. Do, do 40 yeah, characters. You're right. Just go <laughs> Just go for it and we'll, we'll cut we'll together what cut we it want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, yeah, Robin, so he, he tricks, basically, like, Sally feels that she's going to hire a nanny. Mm-hmm. He fudges up the, the ad, so it gives the wrong number. So he's the only person calling over and over again right. with different voices. Um, I Okay, I, I will say, real quick, we mm-hmm. always look for problematic stuff in the movies oh, that we plenty. watch. there's plenty. There is plenty in this movie. Yeah. Not as much as I was anticipating, because it is a, it like, 1993, mm-hmm. and, like, mm-hmm. gender politics are not, I mean, like, if you think, Terrible. if you think, like, things are, like, fucked up now, and then they are, mm-hmm. um, it was, like, the idea of even, like, the most, like, liberal people on screen being transgender friendly is, like, uh, like, years no. and years yeah. away. Yeah, it's a dream. So, one of the first trans, I, I don't want to, like, I sort of hesitate to call it transphobic just because I think the term transgendered and like the idea of being afraid of transgendered people is not in their mind. I think it's just like it's that sort of like really rudimentary knowledge of, you know, like what's funnier than this, you know, like. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of the the horrible like the joke, some of the jokes and then the like horrific like reactions yeah. when they find out that it is actually Robin Williams yeah. um, are to me they seem more triggered by the idea of a man dressed with women's clothes well, like almost more like transvestite yeah. quote unquote yeah. than like uh, the actual like experience of a transgender person yes. because you're right I think they're not even thinking about that they're just like horrified at the idea of like yes. folks wearing clothes that's not meant for their yeah. gender or and whatever. so like one of the one of the calls that you know he's like being all these different characters one of them is you know talk he's talking about uh her having a young son and mm-hmm. he says oh yeah of course i know how to handle young boys i used to be one and so then she hangs up the phone immediately she's like oh no 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 Ugh. and then yeah later when chris discovers that it's his dad and he goes running into his sister's room and he's a she so she she's a he yeah. call the police and it's just yeah. like so the crime is that you know like the the most horrifying thing is that or Not the that, monstrosity of it. Yeah, yeah like, yeah. It, that this person would be a monster for having mm-hmm. two sets of genitalia. And, like, so there is, like, obvious, like, again, I'm I'm reticent to call it transphobia just because I don't think that term was in their minds whatsoever. Mm-hmm. It is transphobic material. Yes. And it is 
hurtful and hateful yeah, stuff to yeah. just be like, ew, gross. Could there, you yeah. know, could you think or of something the, weirder the than... Or the whole thing where he, uh, Lydia, the oldest daughter's yeah. reaction when, when they, they understand that it's their dad and then he, like, calmly tries to explain to them his, like, thought process into doing this. Mm-hmm. And, and like, Lydia's like, oh, okay. And then she's really happy to see her dad and gives him a yeah. hug. And it's actually quite a sweet moment. And then he tries to hug his son. I'm not ready And this son's yet. like, I'm not ready. And that's, that shot is like, oh, this is, like, fucking machismo as fuck. Right. It's like, that part is gross. That it's part's like, gross. Oh, and okay, also so has- you're participating in this idea that, like, men can hug or like this young boy would be like disgusted and horrified by that his dad would his dress dad. up as a woman yeah exactly like and all of that is it, terrible there's another line that he has where he's like you don't like wearing this stuff do you yeah, dad and yeah. it's just like okay like and you know like i bet matthew lawrence the the man would love to to redo that line and yeah. like not do that again but it's it is a product of its time right and i'm not excusing the movie for like and when i say i don't think that they were being transphobic, I it doesn't excuse the fact that it is mm-hmm. like in modern day, very transphobic language, and sure, sure. you know like the the actions of it are, are pretty reprehensible. That being said, mm-hmm. much less of it than I was anticipating in this movie. Yeah, and I think there's other bits of it that are actually quite uh, forward thinking. Yeah, um, does it does that excuse like you said like the other harmful stuff they do and say. Um, but yeah, it's not as like harmful as maybe one can expect for 1993 right? Um, or jarring. Um, I think there's actually like as a kid, I always loved all the scenes with his brother and his partner. Yeah. I realized this time around that he refers to his brother and his partner uncle, to his kids. Uncle someone and Aunt and, Jack. And Aunt Jack. And they're like, oh, okay. Because they're like, who helped you make all this? Yeah. And then he refers to them as that. And and. I don't know. There's like all these little bits and they're in San Francisco. And, and I think like for 1993, that was their, the furthest out into right. like wokeness yeah. they could be. It and- is also like uh, the, the, the two gay characters are like the prototypes of yeah. like, Oh gee whiz, you know, like heavy lisps, you know, like really the limp wrist thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's all the stereotypes mm-hmm. of a gay person on mm-hmm. screen. Mm-hmm. Like, Especially his brother that's on the phone with the mom for yeah. like 15 minutes, right. just being like, yes, ma, we're going to take care of him. Like he, I don't know. You're right. They're using all those tropes. And I do think that it's, yes, it, they're t- totally making tropes, but I wonder if also they're trying to like repurpose the, the, the uh, bird cage material sure. into this movie as yeah. this like wink, wink to the audience. Like, remember this movie that mm-hmm. you loved Rob Williams for, uh-huh. um, for like the adults in the room, which is who this movie is written for. It's yeah. not, I don't think it's actually written for children. Well, you know, it's like a family movie, but like all the jokes are not great for kids. Yeah. Like, they're the references, the weird innuendos, the gender, stuff mm-hmm. like all of that is written by and for ch- for adults yeah it's a, it's really strange the so the director of this movie chris columbus mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately name. named man <laughs> yeah. um is like a children's movie director from what i like just in, in my oh, yeah. own he recollection two harry potters to, like the two <laughs> early harry potters yeah. and home alone and uh-huh. like so he's like a primarily done like his biggest successes are kids movies yeah and don't get me wrong like <clears throat> i watched it as a kid and it's not like 
there's not, I wouldn't say like inappropriate things for children. I think some of the jokes sometimes you're like, okay, but I think kids wouldn't get it. Yeah. It's just as adults, you're like, all right, this is a little raunchy yeah. or like maybe <clears throat> pass with the innuendos or something. Um, the weird shit he says to Pierce Brosnan in this movie yeah. is, I think that's almost more like gut wrenching to me. Yeah. Like there's weird. Um, so uh, as he's being an employee under, under a different character for the family, um, Sally Fields kind of reunites with Pierce Brosnan's character. Who she apparently dated. He, yeah, pre- like a hundred years ago, they maybe dated. Mm-hmm. It's very vague, like what their history is, but he becomes one of her clients at her firm. Yeah. Um, and he's putting the moves on her. Like right away, he's like, I'm going to take you out to dinner. I want to meet your kids. Like, let's go. The- I, w- I was very I was really curious because again I've not seen this movie in a long time mm-hmm. just like how they were going to portray Pierce Brosnan mm-hmm. because <clears throat> to me he is in my mind he's like the villain of the movie okay it, like from remembering it as a kid sure 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 <clears throat> excuse me that he's the person who's kind of getting in the way of Robin Williams getting back together with his wife right. And so I was kind of like, oh, this slime bag, Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> I mean, whoa, hunk alert, Pierce oh, Brosnan. For sure. Young Pierce Brosnan. I mean, like even like modern day Pierce Brosnan, hunk alert. But He's hot. <laughs> he is he is hot in this movie. And he has his shirt off in a couple scenes. So oh, I'm just yeah. like, whoa, baby. Um But I was like on the lookout for like, ooh, what sort of like devious douchebag mm-hmm. behavior mm-hmm. are we gonna have from him? He seems like a really sweet man. Yeah, I mean, and he's like, like you know, you're you're like dude in a suit, honky like businessman. Right. So like, if you're not into that personality, like, there's nothing wrong with that. The only the only but part he's not mean. The only part is when he's talking to his friend, mm-hmm. and you kind of anticipate that when he's talking to his friend, he's, he's gonna, gonna be, be like, he's gonna be gross. But the only thing that he says is, and he's not wrong mm-hmm. that Robin Williams is a loser right. in the movie. Yeah, that, like, yeah. Her ex is a loser, and so like he's. He's enchanted by her kids. Like yeah. he's like, I, I really like her, and her kids are wonderful. Mm-hmm. Especially Natty, she's so sweet. Blah blah blah. And I was just like, oh, he's like pleasant. He's a normal. He's a normal guy being. who just like is reconnecting with his ex, and he yeah. just happens to be getting in the way of the main character, right? Who is a lunatic in yes. this movie, <laughs> and like maybe doesn't deserve to get back with his ex, and, right? You know, right? May like questionably have any sort of custody over his children. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I was like. Oh, he's he's nice. Yeah, yeah. No, I totally agree. I think I feel you. I think as a kid, you're sort of like because things are you know in kids' minds have to be so much more like yeah. black and white and yes or no. And yeah, like he's kind of, he's the one you know, stopping the yeah. He's yeah. like in the way of the parents getting together or whatever. Also, two years from being uh, James Bond. Yeah, yeah which is hilarious. Been... Also, hilariously. Pierce Brosnan is known to not be able to hide his accent, his yeah. Irish accent, even when he plays American. Yeah. Uh, or English. Or Yeah, but then it's hilarious because in this movie, I don't know if they were like, well, he's not going to be able to hide his accent. Uh-huh. So what kind of, like, how can we, like, splice it in? That yeah. Because Robin, Mrs. Doubtfire, which is the, the character that um, Robin Williams comes up with, is from England. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he does... A vague yeah. British accent, and Little so when the dear, two of them yeah. meet, Pierce Brosnan is like, "Oh, I'm I was London. born in London. Yeah. I know British accents. What's yours?" Uh-huh. <laughs> Which is hilarious because neither of them are doing like real accents yeah. right now. 
Yeah. And I, I just think it's funny. They were like, maybe we should write this scene in to yeah. like explain why this character doesn't have a good American accent. It's also really funny that every time it seems like he's going to get tripped up by Pierce Brosnan uh-huh. is the way he gets out of it is just by questioning his manhood. Oh, for sure. There's so much... Um, yeah, like machismo, yeah. weird, like competitive bullshit. And like, which is hilarious coming from the character of Robin Williams is like dorky comedy dude. Like yeah. even they say it a couple of times, like he makes fun of himself. Like when they, I think they come, they're like, oh, if you like the like tall, handsome guy, I like the like short, hairy, yeah. funny guy. Like yeah. he knows that about himself. But then he, like, puts on this air right when he, like, is around P.S. Brass yeah. and has this weird, like, machismo bullshit hey, and, like, don't, yeah, don't mess with my sh- woman. Yeah. yeah, refuses to shake his hand and, like, I don't know, just all this weird shit that I'm like, all right. Like, mm-hmm. this is the stuff that is, like, more yeah offensive, I feel like, yeah. at, uh, to watch now. Yeah. Um, so the movie, he he gets a job also at a television studio. Mm-hmm. He's like moving canisters around and stuff like that. And he eventually kind of move, w- ingratiates himself to the boss, to mm-hmm. the CEO of this television studio. Mm-hmm. So he gets an interview with, with him. It just so happens that that dinner is taking place on the same night as uh, Sally Fields' birthday dinner at the same restaurant. Same so he, time. He has to be there in both... In both you know, Which is the iconic and, yeah. scene of this movie, yes. right? Is him swapping between two personalities within one dinner. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he's trying to, like, he finds out that Stu, mm-hmm. Pierce Brosnan, is allergic to pepper. So he dumps a bunch of cayenne pepper on his, on his plate. And as he's interviewing with the executive, even though he's, get, he's gotten himself switched up because now he's at the dinner with... Mm-hmm. The CEO mm-hmm. dresses Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, right. And so he's now introducing this character of Mrs. Doubtfire to him. He sees Stu choking over the other end. He's like, oh, I didn't mean to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> and so he goes and he gives him the Heimlich. And in the process of Heimlicking, his mask comes off. And it's the big reveal. And it's the big reveal. So his two oldest kids have known for a little while that that's dad. Mm-hmm. But uh, Mara Wilson's character is just like, dad? Natty. Poor oh. Natty. She's, I, you know, like, she's such... It, it's really hard to be a good, not annoying kid actress oh, and like be like endearing. Beautiful. She's terrific. I love her. She's so sweet in this movie. Like when she's sad, you get sad. Yeah. When she's happy, you're happy. I was just like, God, she is she a has good like kid actress. She such an expressive little face. Yeah. She's there's so a, sweet. Uh, there's a story Nancy Cartwright, who voices Bart Simpson, mm-hmm. uh, said that she was so touched by her performance in this movie mm-hmm. that she ended up like basing one of the other characters that she does on the Simpsons around. Oh, really? Mara Wilson from this, from Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, cute. That's, um, that's really yeah, cute. So she, she, you know, he gets unmasked in front of everybody and, uh, Sally Fields in this scene, when she finds out her, like, it was you the whole time, the, the whole, whole time, the, the whole, whole time. time. I, <laughs> Love that. She's so great. Just that, like, her face is, ah, uh, yeah, yeah. she's great in it. So, you know, everybody leaves and they go to, to another court case where the judge is just like, you know, like, you're a great actor, Mr. You know, so-and-so, and uh, I think you're acting again. And so you're going to have supervised visits mm-hmm. forever. Mm-hmm. We'll meet again in a year. Mm-hmm. And so eventually Sally Fields kind of has like an attack of conscience of like, yeah, what he did was really stupid and fucked up and pretty weird and manipulative and all these things. 
but he does love his kids and he's a good dad. Yes. And like the kids flourished while they were with Mrs. Doubtfire. She mm-hmm. was, a, she felt better, all these things. <clears throat> so she eventually acquiesces and lets him take the kids every day after school for a couple hours. Right. They, um, in the meantime, he basically gets the show that um, he has this interview with yeah. the, the producer about, but uses Mrs. Doubtfire as the character on the show that becomes sort of this, it's like a... It's a, Mr. Rogers, Richard, basically. Mr. Rogers, but with an old British lady. Yeah. Um, and it's very sweet. And so the kids watch the show, watch their dad on as Mrs. Doubtfire yeah. on TV. And... Um, yeah, and then and then that's one of the things that you see Sally Fields like change her mind about. Yeah. Um and yeah, there's I love this movie. Mm-hmm. Like I grew up loving it. It makes me cry every time. Oh, I I, I was not <laughs> expecting to like get hit emotionally by this movie, but like by the end I was crying too. Like yeah. it's I think it is very genuinely sweet. Yeah, I think it's it's interesting cuz like I was thinking about like this movie especially being made at the time that it's at yeah. and um, the whole thing about like dealing with divorce yeah. and, and it sort of reminded me like, oh yeah, like divorce was such like a scary thing yeah. for adults in the eighties because it was happening more and more. Yeah. Uh, and, and I, I, I don't know. I just like, I was thinking about it today and how like this movie, cause the end is very like a really sweet moral like because mm-hmm. it ends with the kids watching their dad talk about divorce on tv as yeah. mrs doubtfire because they receive mail very much like yeah. um mr rogers and so one of the letters comes from a child that's talking that asks is asking about divorce and so they um he does this whole like really sweet yeah. speech about like what is divorce and what does he mean about you and your relationship with your siblings or your the relationship yeah. with your parents and things like that. And so it has like a sweet, like end of family movie mm-hmm. vibe. But then I, I was like, yeah, but they also don't end up together. I like that. And, and I, I love that. And I think, yeah. I, and I think like, well, probably you and I grew up with divorced parents. So yeah. like, it's like, I don't know I feel like there's very few movies that are like, Divorce divorced pa- families that are happy at the end, but the parents don't stay together. Yeah, I mean, like when I uh, divorce friendlies maybe the wrong term, but like at least it like shows that like because you know as children of divorce, mm-hmm. uh, which sounds like such a like I don't know like, yeah. the label of it yeah. all is so funny to um, me. Like it, it is easy to imagine like a kid sort of feeling like I'm responsible for my parents yeah. fighting. Oh, totally. And Chris, even at a certain point, is like, "This is my fault. I shouldn't have I, had a like, birthday." Had a birthday, which is like, buddy, <laughs> you do that without trying. But like, that's, that's how. Just... But I, I feel like that's also very yeah. relevant to how children like, um, like take everything. Yeah. Uh, that their parents do. Right, but like in Hollywood, especially like you said, in, like the early '90s, mm-hmm. uh, divorce is is portrayed as like an evil movie villain you know like parents get divorced and like it's this horrible thing and show like having a movie that is like a mainstream broad comedy Mm -hmm. that is kind of showing that like your parents can get divorced and it actually could be like a really good thing for them yeah yeah and you know it may be hard for you as a kid and like it doesn't sugarcoat it it doesn't make it Mm -hmm. seem like this like cute thing we're like oh two christmases yeah yeah that sort of thing it's like you're going to have to split time between spending time with your mom and your dad. Mm-hmm. And the one thing I will say is when he's giving that thing at the end as Mrs. Doubtfire, I was really looking for like when he's saying like a family can look different yes. all the time. 
there's a there's a real space there for him to say, you know, a family can be one mom and one dad or, you know, mm-hmm. and I was looking for like or two moms and two dads, yes. this sort of thing. Like I was looking for something like that, mm-hmm. but it is the early nineties. It is ninety three. Like, <laughs> I almost wonder if they wrote that in, but the studio's like, uh, 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 no, 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 yeah, no, no. Yeah, because no, they no. do list other types of family households. Like some yeah. kids live with their uncle, and some kids live with their grandparents right. or with foster parents. So like they list other types of family, but not like yeah, same but sex. Same like, sex couples, <laughs> not okay. We're, we're you know whatever touchstone so, pictures, yeah. and you will not. Put that on our movie. I, I would have been so easy to just splice it in there. And you're right. Maybe they did write it in and then the producers were like, nope, we're yeah. not going that far. Yeah. Oh, we'll have a gay couple on screen, but they don't have kids. Yeah. Right, what are you kidding me? <laughs> or if the if this movie was made maybe in 2003, maybe yeah, they would have right. spliced it in depending on like who the producers right. would be at this yeah. time. But yeah, you're right. I caught that too. I was like, oh, that would have been a nice little touch. Just like, yeah. <laughs> I, it's And like, you can do it without like being pandering or anything like that. Yeah. But it's just like, it just felt like almost like purposeful to leave it out. Yeah, yeah. In that in that sort of sentiment. Totally. But anyways, yeah, it's, I, I liked a movie that kind of painted divorce as not this like villainous mm-hmm. evil thing that happens to people. Yeah, or that like... Um, the kids are going to fix their parents. Like, I don't right. know, Parent Trap or, yeah. you know, just all of the stuff where it, Parent Trap is the only one I can think of, but I feel like there's lots of other movies like that. Yeah. Or especially earlier than Parent Trap where they, yeah, they just like, the the main goal of the movie is, is to, to get stop the, parents the divorce back together. from happening yeah. and then to get the parents back together. Make them realize they still love each yeah, other. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and I do appreciate this movie did not do that. Yeah. Um, and and I think it it, it portrays, uh, like the struggles of both parents fairly yeah. well. Yeah. Like how how you can love someone and you can love someone fourteen years ago and then people evolve or yeah. like and things like that and then also the fact that yes this woman is working like sixty hours a week mm-hmm. to pay for this giant fucking house yeah. by the way in San Francisco in like theoretically downtown San Francisco yeah now. yeah and um. And and he they've established like he hasn't had a steady job, uh, and so like putting all the onus on her to like provide yeah. or whatever, and then and then also not keeping a job and then also being a goof like yeah. both of those things yeah. is like too much, and so that puts too much pressure on the relationship. But anyway, they don't even have to dig into it. But I feel like they created. Mm-hmm a situation that's like very pretty realistic in like Hollywood terms. Yeah. Um, for, for especially 93. Um, I thought it was, I, I think that's part mostly why I really like this movie and I was able to like appreciate it for that today. Yeah. After having, having it seen it for, for a long time. Um, the, yeah, it's, it's just great. Yeah. Um, so speaking of which, if you were to rate this movie Mm. out of five, Faces in a lemon meringue cake or something, whatever. <laughs> How many cream faces would you give this movie? Um. Well, on IMDb, I did give it a ten out of ten wow. a while ago. I was just looking at that today. Um. But yeah, the because there's there's still a fair amount of problematic shit in it. Um. That is likely actually more harmful than I can relate to. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I will say, as two cisgendered (laughs) people, uh, this movie is not particularly harmful to us. So for us to say, I don't think it's that bad. Like, we are coming from a place where this movie is not intended 
to harm us. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. And he's actually intended to entertain us. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, yeah. Um, so I'm sure I'm missing lots of things, but the so I want to give it a four creamed yeah. face out of five mm-hmm. um, because without the the harmful jokes, I do think it would be a perfect movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how about you? I think I'm. Yeah. I I want to be a little lenient on the movie just because I think like its intentions were not to be harmful Mm -hmm. and just that was the sort of spirit of the time was just like that yeah like uh, a person who would dare to dress as a woman is devious in Mm -hmm. some certain way Mm -hmm. so like I I want to be also sensitive to the fact that like that sort of thing is is really harmful and Mm -hmm. and you know, I don't want to say like, oh, this is a perfect movie and everybody should go see it. Damn your feelings if you know you're hurt by stuff like that. You know, I and not that you're saying that, but no. um, I I think like just because there is some stuff in it that I has not aged well, I'll right. say right. Um, there, yeah, I think there's a few demerits for that, but like, yeah, I think the family stuff really works. Robin is just a totally gifted, wonderful performer, mm-hmm. and you know missed and uh, all that yep. stuff but you know everybody turns in a really good performance in this like sally yeah. field portrays this like you know just on her like last legs like ha- mm-hmm. had enough of this you know like lifestyle and like what this is like done to her i thought they did a really good job of also portraying like because she has like a conversation with mrs doubtfire about like right. she doesn't like what what this marriage has done to her like she right. doesn't like how she has to be I thought having her end of it too, because like, yes, so much of what I remember about this movie is obviously Robin, 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 Robin. Right. Right. And watching it as an adult, you can see and like sympathize with, with the mother character who you don't always get that side of, especially in like a male centric Hollywood Mm -hmm. movie. Mm -hmm. And this movie is about Robin Williams's character. Like everybody else is a side character, but to get her side of it and to also like understand her plight and like what, He's done, like, the actions that he has taken have taken a toll on her as well. I thought was, like, and, you know, in the moment, he almost frames it as, like, well, it's your fault for not telling me. But then he kind of stops himself and realizes that, like, there's more to this than just, like, what's happening to me. Right, yes. And so I thought it was important to, like, have that moment and to be able to to sympathize with Sally Fields' character Mm -hmm. and also to sympathize with the kids who are also part of the divorce, too. So, like... All that stuff, the family stuff works really well. Robin is great. So three and a half yeah. cream cake on face. <laughs> no, totally. I agree. I think there's also the first half of the movie. Well, maybe they're a little bit less because she she's so frustrated and yeah. mad. And like, like you right. Like it's the last, that birthday party is the yeah. last draw. And you can tell like things have been happening. But like this is just a chair on top of the cake for yeah. her. Um, but then... Once, like, once they have this routine with Mrs. Doubtfire that's super helpful to her routine, Mm -hmm. then she, like, lightens up and brightens up and she's smiling the entire rest of the movie. And Mm -hmm. then there's a really sweet moment where um, Lydia tells her dad, like, I haven't, or she doesn't know that it's her dad yet, but she she tells Mrs. Doubtfire, like, because she was, like, kind of sassy to her earlier the day. So she, like, goes outside, apologizes for her attitude, and then says, like, I'm really grateful for you because I haven't seen mom this happy yeah. in a long time, which then like Robin Williams is like, Oh fuck. Yeah. Like okay. I've really fucked this yeah, up. Yeah. Like, okay. I'm, I'm seeing like other people's perspectives finally. Um, so yeah, I, I agree with you. I think they, 
they really intentionally like portrayed the mom as not the bad cop, the bad yeah. villain, the like tight ass like woman with a career. Like why ew, is she? Yeah, why like, is she getting the way Robin's her? fun? You know, like I just want to yeah. see Robin goofing off. Why is she preventing it's her us fault from that? that yeah. she works so much. It's like, her fault for being so shrill. This yeah. woman. But now they like they get they really like rounded out the characters, and mm-hmm. I agree with you. I would not replace any cast member yeah. Yeah. at all. Yeah, the I, kids like, are great. The kids are great, uh, especially Honky like Honky Pierce. Grossman. Yeah, what's what's to dislike? I mean, like <laughs> Mara Wilson, especially as like just so her her facial expressions when like she sees her dad mm-hmm. is just so cute. Mm-hmm. She's great. Anyways, yeah, three and a half for me. Nice. Are you ready, Liza, to welcome in Fernando? Please, please, for the please. surprise prize. Oh, Join come us, on in, Fernando. Fernando. Oh, Fernando. Hello, Fernando. <laughs> Musical guest, Fernando. It's Abba. Welcome to the surprise prize, Liza. Welcome, welcome. Welcome to the surprise prize, Fernando. So, Liza, this mm-hmm. movie came out in 1993. Uh-huh. This is Delphire. Would you, I guess... Are you surprised to know, to hear that there were many attempts to make a sequel to this movie? <laughs> uh no, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Am I glad that they never they possibly were never made? Mhm. I don't know where this They were is never going. made. They were okay. never made. Okay. Uh there was like a stage adaptation they made into a musical. Right. But there were multiple Which... attempts to turn this into a sequel, like a follow-up huh. story. I don't know how that would work. So they're getting a divorce again. Well, so <laughs> what I what I was able to piece together from like the the Wikipedia stuff mm-hmm. was that they kept coming up with ideas and Robin was always game to do a sequel in theory. Oh. But that every time they came to him with the idea, he said that's bad. These are not good. Um including one where he would follow Lydia to college. And pretend to be Mrs. Doubtfire as, like, the house mother of, like, her, like, sorority or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's bad. It's bad. It, like, it kind of makes me think of all the all the Eddie Murphy ones. Yeah. Like, with, um, what's the one where he's, like, in a fat suit? Oh, Professor. Yeah. Oh, the Nutty Professor. Yes. The Nutty Professor. The Norbit, Norbit is Norbit, also. Yeah, he does it in multiple movies. Yeah, okay, yeah. that's why. And then. Both of those movies have sequels, right? Uh, the Nutty Professor had one sequel. Okay. And then Norbit did not. Okay. Norbit was a disaster. I thought it was a third professor, maybe. There was a bunch <laughs> of Dr. Doolittles. Yeah, but he doesn't have a fat suit in that. No, he does not. He just and I think he animals. only plays one character in that. Yes. Anyway, sorry. Continue. Uh, so just basically, like, there was always, like, and I appreciate that um, Williams, Robin Williams, was just, like, this is like this is not good. And, and like it could be, it would be like an easy cash grab for him to oh, make another sure. Mrs. Doubtfire. Mm-hmm. No, like unquestionable, mm-hmm. it would make money. Mm-hmm. But every time he's just like this, this isn't good. Mm-hmm. Uh, including, yeah, uh, in a Newsday interview, William said the sequel is indefinitely scrapped, stating his reasons. The script they had just didn't work. The sequel's story would involve Williams as Mrs. Doubtfire moving closer to Lydia's college so he could keep an eye on her. And it's just like, mm. I don't, you know, like. It doesn't work if Lydia knows that it's her dad. Yeah, I think that's kind of the the thing is like, who's she? Who's he tricking? Right. And like, like the sorority, the sisters. Yeah, and like, so like it's it to me like, 
I like that he said no mm-hmm. so many times. And like up until his like until un, up until his untimely death, they were trying to get a sequel greenlit. Huh. And I guess they almost had something in 2014 when he passed away. Oh. But unfortunately, he passed away. So they, you know, nixed it. They're not going to obviously not going to do it. It would be I would, a terrible idea to yeah. redo it without Robin. Oh, for sure. It I 2014. It's interesting because then I'm like, does that kind of comedy still work in 2014 or like now? They, I mean, like they would try. That's the part that I'm more like perplexed by. They would put some like meta spin on it if Mm. they if they did it. You know, like let's just say Robin is still alive today, and they they did it. Mm -hmm. There would be sort of like a meta spin to it. I feel Mm. like, but I don't know. Like, I think it. You know, I'm not. I would never want there to be a sequel just for the sake of a sequel Mm -hmm. i always like follow-ups just to like i don't know like know how everybody's doing (laughs) you know like because like and for sure i don't think you're the only one and like like, yes the part of the movie is that he is like a good dad yeah and especially because all the characters are so good you want to see all those characters again right and so i kind of want you know like i i don't know like it would be nice to to know that like things worked out for for all of them you know in that way but i definitely don't want to see wouldn't have wanted to see a sequel that was just like Doctor, Doctor, and Mrs. Like Doubtfire too. You know, like let's do it again. Like a, a college humor or college comedy, like yeah, I like you could ju- you could definitely see Mrs. Doubtfire on a skateboard or like you know <laughs> exactly. that sort of thing. Where it's just like oh, at a hey. at a keg party, yeah. <laughs> Whoa, Doubtfire, Doubtfire! You know, starts rapping. Yeah, I mean, he does. They do have him rap a couple times in the movie, as, and as as Mrs. As Doubtfire. Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. <laughs> Rapping granny with a bad tooth and doo doo doo. Just yeah. So I don't know. Glad they got scrapped. But yes, and I'm I'm glad that um, it is nice to hear actors they're able to like still have like critical opinions yeah. about scripts because it is super easy for them, mm-hmm. especially for that kind of stuff. If if it was really successful the first time, and yeah. then they get pressured into the, doing a second one, or maybe they're into it themselves, but like. There are so many of those sequels that have not yeah. worked a second time, especially with comedy where like kind of like the whole thing of it being funny is because it's new mm-hmm. to people. So like rehashing it again may not. It's really hard to make it funny again. Yeah. You know what? I bet the like the, the 20, let's say like the move, the 2014 version of this gets greenlit. Robin mm-hmm. lives mm-hmm. and they do do a sequel. Mm-hmm. Here's what I think it is. Mm-hmm. Robin as the, the character Daniel as mrs doubtfire uh-huh. has been on on tv now for 20 sure. 30 years uh-huh. i think what the movie ends up being is they make a movie of the tv character mrs doubtfire mm. and it's it I, there's not like a fooling of anybody it's but i think like that's sort of the meta spin on it is mm-hmm. like it's now like and it, he has to make it for a new generation sort of thing where it's just right like, right so you still see him do jokes in the suit but it's not to trick his own family yeah so he's not tricking anybody everybody yeah. knows it's daniel whatever as mrs doubtfire uh-huh but that it's him you know they're they're either like revamping the show they're like re you know they're rebooting it Mm -hmm. or they're doing a movie of it something where just like they have to kind of like freshen it up and like give us doubtfire a new look sort of thing yeah i think that would make more sense because yeah especially because the first one like you said half most of the movie is a family drama yeah so 
Yeah, the, I don't think they could do that part again no. successfully. Yeah. yeah. And hopefully bring back everybody because all the, you know, the primaries are still, I think, currently acting. I think maybe Sally Fields is acting less. Right. And the Lydia, the oldest daughter, are they, are, yeah, are doesn't do much. I haven't seen her in anything else that I can think of. Yeah, I think Mara Wilson, like, legit retired for a bunch of years to, like, mm -hmm. focus on writing. But I think she has recently started acting again. Oh, cool. And then... Matthew Lawrence, of course. Boy of Meets course. World. Yeah, duh. Uh, Pierce Brosnan can come back too. Pierce Brosnan, can come, yeah, just like, hey, it's me, Stu again. <laughs> Am I right? You want to make? I still fun can't of, do yeah. an American. Yeah, accent. you want to make fun of my name being a soup? <laughs> Anyways. So yeah, Liza. Uh, if people want to hear, we have we did a Patreon episode about bad sequel ideas. That's so true. If people want to hear that? They can go to our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Good Talk Studio, $5 a month, and you get Ooh. episodes every week of Bonus assorted podcasts. babies. Yes. Bonus babies. <laughs> and, uh, and they can follow us on Instagram. Sure. They can look up the handle, The Rec to School, mm -hmm. and we're there. We are there. Waiting for you. Waiting for you. Yes. Just click follow. Mm -hmm. And you can see a photo of us from two Halloweens ago. Yes. Two or three Halloweens However ago. However many Halloweens ago it was before COVID arrived. Yes. Uh, <laughs> a photo of us as Bad Janet and, and Burt Macklin. That's right. Yes. Some Mike Shore love. Some Mike Shore love. And you can see that Darcy Carden liked her photo. <gasps> Still the highlight of... I look at it every Halloween. <laughs> there's that screenshot of her liking our photo. Yeah. If there's only one reason for me to be like... If I had to pick a top reason to be happy that we did this podcast, it's that Darcy Carden saw a picture of us. <laughs> That's really the only reason. It's the only reason. There's a lot of great reasons. And of course, our listeners are the number one reason for me being happy about this podcast. But, but also. The number, number one reason is that Darcy Carden, for a fleeting moment in time, was aware that we existed. Yes. And liked us. And liked us. So, uh, Darcy, if you're listening, we love you. <laughs> love you, Darcy. Love you, Darcy. And uh, to everybody, we'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.